Welcome to the Biz Bros Podcast. My name is Kyle Nelson, and I have my co-host here, Eli Libby. Another amazing podcast with such a cool guest that we're really excited we got to connect with and get on the podcast. We have Mr. Mark Savant. How you doing, Mark? And welcome to the Biz Bros Podcast. Hey, Kyle, Eli. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Absolutely, man. So a little bit about Mark. Um, he is all about taking that side hustle to full time mm -hmm. and really, you know, tapping into your network, building an authority and grabbing attention for your video podcasting. Um, so we're going to dive a little bit into how to grow that video podcast after launch. So to get started, Mark, why don't you talk a little about kind of your story on, you know, how you're living that everyday typical life, uh, didn't like the Mondays, loved the Fridays, and now just your network's exploded, clients are coming to you, and uh, you've discovered this new income stream through video podcasting. Yeah, so life is a whirlwind when you focus on just continuously improving. Like you said, I, I won't go to my whole backstory, but wasn't content with the trajectory of my life or with my business. Um, my current job at the time, uh, which I, I still I still do, but I, I recognize that I need to develop new skills. The world is changing. How can I get out there, meet new people, learn new ways to communicate? And I fell in love with video podcasting because it's such a powerful way to connect with people on multiple platforms. What I've really tried to hone in on is having 30-minute conversations, video calls just like this, and then chopping it up, repurposing and redistributing across dozens of networks, dozens of platforms. And it's just been proving a really powerful way of giving me a purpose and also getting to meet awesome people like you, the business bros. That's awesome. Wow. Well, yeah. that's really cool. Was there a, uh, a person of influence <laughs> in this space that really led uh, a lot of this uh, career and passion behind what you're doing? Well, it's funny that you ask that. There, there have definitely been many inspirations. There's so many great shows and great hosts out there. I think for me, it was kind of the realization once I started how much I enjoyed it. I remember when I was back in college, I was getting my bachelor's degree in business and in mm -hmm. marketing. And I remember being in front of the class and doing you know, PowerPoints or slides and just really feeling alive, really excited to talk and communicate with the class. And then it's kind of funny after I left college, I wasn't doing any of that anymore. I wasn't doing the things that I enjoyed and was best at at that time. So there was a little bit of lack of self-awareness, but you know, fast forward a few years, I just, I found that it's so easy to execute on with the tools, tactics, and uh, you know, softwares that are out there. Wow. hundred percent, man. I absolutely yeah. love it. So, um, how long have you been doing this video podcasting? When did you kind of, cause most people kind of start it kind of side hustle when they get to it, but when did you kind of start getting that consistency and started seeing the real growth? Like when was that tipping point for you that are like, okay, this is something I need to focus on that side hustle can, you know, I can see that full-time uh, vision, you know, really close to, to grabbing. Well, I first started podcasting about two years ago. I hosted the awesome dad show. I was looking for ways to, um, you know, build my skills, build my network, but also appeal to something that was important to me. I've got two young kids, right? A one-year-old and a, a four-year-old. So at any rate, that show was cool. I got to speak to a bunch of NFL players, presidential candidates. I got to speak on a couple stages. Oh, wow. And it, it, was, it was a really cool experience. But what I found, and, and this can be interesting in your process of growing your show, your show might evolve, you might pivot, but- Throughout the process of growing my network through the Awesome Dad Show, 
I realized that the majority of the things I was being paid to do was business related, marketing related. For example, mm -hmm. how do I start my podcast? What are the softwares that I need for my video? Can you coach me on how to start my video right. experience? I said, okay, we're going to pivot. And that's when I launched the show that I'm really focused on now, the after hours entrepreneur. Mm. I love the name. We have a really similar <laughs> background. I have a one-year-old and a five-year-old and I used to uh, daily vlog on YouTube and it was called the daily dad. <laughs> love it. So we actually have a pretty similar, that's crazy. Anyways, man. Well, that's cool that you kind of found this new opportunity. It, you know, the cool part about when you kind of get a side hustle going is you think that, um, not the end point, but uh, the goal of where you're going is one thing. And then you totally get, you know, this shiny object that's like, okay, this might actually be yep. it. And uh, it, it's something that just, just gets thrown in front of you that you didn't even expect. Absolutely. And I think that's how a lot of businesses work. You know, you have to, you have to change the trajectory of what you're doing because you see the trends. And yeah. And, and correct us if, if we're wrong here, but it seems like a lot of what you're talking about has been sparked through passion. It sounds like you're a passionate guy. You have uh, a need and an urge and kind of an inside gut intuition that you need to help people and help them take their side hustle to full time. Right. Is passion a big driving factor in what, what you're doing today? Of course, it has to be because yep. getting up in the morning just to make money isn't isn't enough, right? You want to get up and you want to feel like you're being of service. You want to feel like right. when people hear something that you say that it's going to change their life, yep. you know? And, you know, it's kind of funny. We we're talking about this just a little bit pre-chat here. This this app Clubhouse has been a really cool thing for me as well right now. I don't want to segue too quickly, um, but it's been a really cool place for me to get that direct engagement with people. I was just moderating a room the other day and someone had joined in. They're saying, hey, Mark, I, I was posting my podcast regularly and I'm just having a hard time being consistent. And I was, I was like, well, generally you're having a hard time being consistent because you either A, have a lack of guests or B, you have a lack of ideas. You're not, just not sure what right. the topic is going to be. And I said, are you on Facebook? Are you in any groups or are you in any online communities? She said, yes. I said, listen, one of the best ways to get ideas for your content is go to those groups, mm -hmm. go to those specific niches and look at the questions that people are asking. What are people asking about, mm -hmm. right? And find those common questions and make podcast episodes, make videos that are native to that, that answer that question. That's and cool. I found this to be extremely powerful, specifically on YouTube, mm -hmm. where, you know, kind of going back to my bio, I just surpassed 500,000 views. Um, so anyway, that's a great way to find topics that you can actually chat about. Yeah. I think a lot of people we talk to and we struggle too sometimes yeah. is well, we can be consistent every uh, Tuesday. We got our podcast, but sometimes when we don't have a guest, it's like, so what do we talk about? We've talked about 80 other things so far. This is the 81st podcast yeah. episode. What do we do now? Um, that's a killer idea. Usually we try to like go after trends or what's currently happening right now in our business. But I think when you kind of have that, that writer's block, mm -hmm. I mean, not really writers, but you know what I mean? The writer's block of trying to figure out a topic, that's a great place to go. And one of the cool things that you can do when you're answering questions in the form of content like that, when you go into these groups and someone writes the question, which inevitably will happen, you can just give a quick piece of value right. and then link to your episode and be like, Hey, I cover this in a lot more detail here. That's a great way That's to awesome. like get very, very engaged followers one by one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really is. No, that's cool. <clears throat> I love that. So um, 
let's get let's get into the nitty gritty of the yeah. conversation here. So you know, like what we were saying, a lot of people they kind of say, "Hey, you started this podcast," or "How do you get started with a podcast?" You know, finding your niche and finding exactly you know where you're trying to kind of get out mm-hmm. with your message. <clears throat> you got it launched. You kind of have some consistency. What are like good solid tips that people can focus on to really um, like right off the bat, focus on, you know, getting growth and, you know, post launch of really continuing trying to get that reach that you're chasing. Sure. So obviously there's so many different ways that you can grow your show, grow your listenership. My, my YouTube channel, Mark Savant Media is, has tons of like really (laughs) in-depth breakdowns of this. Um, But I would say, firstly, when you're just starting your show, you don't want to focus so much on how many subscribers and how many listeners am I getting? It's how can I produce the best quality show possible, right? So how is my sound quality? Do I actually have a microphone or am I speaking into a potato, right? If you're going to be shooting for video, you know, you might want to invest a little bit in in a webcam. Um, so it's, it's focusing on the best quality show. You also find that in your first episode, you're probably not going to have the right energy level. You're probably going to probably going to be stumbling over your words and using, um, and the, that gets better over time. But just like with anything, it, it, it takes time to hone your craft and to get better. So that's, that's first off, focus on just being a little bit better with each episode. And then for me, when I started my first show, the awesome dad show, I said, I'm going to do this for 52 weeks. I'm going to post once a week. And then at the end, mm-hmm. I'm going to see where I'm at. Do Am I still passionate about the topic? And is it charting in the right direction? And that was actually the point where I shifted to entrepreneurship and mm-hmm. side hustling with the after hours entrepreneur, because I, I enjoyed what I was doing. I just had to shift. I had to, you know, you had to pivot like to your, your point earlier, Kyle, you got to pivot sometimes right. to the what's working and, and keep shifting your gears. Wow. <clears throat> That's huge. I, I think we we've gone through that phase and we're continuously to go through that phase. I don't think yeah. it ever is going to be ending. Um, from uh, kind of touching on what you said about consistently getting better. And then going back to my first question about inspiration and, and people that inspired you. Um, what are some things that our listeners can take away that might help them improve their interviewing skills? Um, I know when we first did it, it was it felt very scripted when we first mm-hmm. started and like episode one through 10, it feels very, okay, what is your background? What do you like to do? What is your business? It was very <laughs> scripted. But what I think really good podcast hosts and video podcast hosts do, for example, like a Joe Rogan, he goes really in depth on questions and he really like dissects an uh, um, a guest right, right. to be a three hour podcast, but it really, there's really no direction. So, so is what are some takeaways for our audience to kind of feel a little bit more comfortable when they're doing an interview? Well, it's going to take time to improve your interview skills, but the, the most important <laughs> factor, the most important characteristic of a great interviewer is active listening. That's why Joe Rogan is so great because he's bringing on people that he actually is interested in and he actually wants to talk to. And he listens, he listens to what they have to say. You know, you can tell a great, a great interviewer and a great show, like um, the school of greatness with Lewis Howes or smart passive income with Pat Flynn, a great interviewer is going to be listening to mm-hmm. the episode or to the uh, to the speaker and just trying to drive more value out of what they're saying. Um, I, 
I think that that's definitely the key is that active listening, that active engagement and bringing on people you actually want to listen to. Yeah. I think it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, as a podcaster, your number one goal is to have engaged listeners. Mm -hmm. Well, your number one goal while you're interviewing, you should be an engaged listener, you know? So I think that's really good. (laughs) And what another, just another quick takeaway, (laughs) another quick takeaway. I have a notepad with me when I'm on interviews and when I'm, when I'm asking them. So I go in prepared with like an outline of various questions that I would like to ask. Don't like to script it too much. Some questions we just won't get to. Right. right. But it's good to have that point of reference so you can keep the conversation going if you run into like a spot where you're just not sure what to ask next. Right. Just a little notepad that you can write on. So what are some, uh, you know, kind of going into the growth uh, mm-hmm. focus of, of a podcast, what are some good ways like early on, you know, maybe have five to 10 um, episodes to kind of start getting that momentum of people watching, like where can you go to promote um, lightly, not obviously spammy, but kind of light promotion to kind of get your name out there that's uh, free. And then also if you have any um, paid style advertising as well. Sure. So what I'm most excited about, what I'm really focused on is doing 30 minute video interviews and then chopping up that content and repurposing it mm-hmm. for all the various social platforms like Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, TikTok, all the major platforms, YouTube, especially YouTube. I'm very excited. I'm very bullish on. So the, the answer is there's no one right answer. Right. It depends on who your demographic, your psychographic is, right? Where are they at? Um, I am really excited about three platforms in particular going to 2021. I'm really loving LinkedIn. After Hours Entrepreneur, Entrepreneurship Business Bros, LinkedIn is where our clients live. They're where the people we want to be networking live. There's also, it's also not completely saturated like Facebook. I see so many coaches and side hustlers focusing all their attention on Facebook, but the organic reach is not there. You need to, to shift to another platform. And if you've got a business clientele, uh, LinkedIn's a great place to be. I also am really still bullish on TikTok. I think TikTok has tons of attention and you can reach people. Listen, if you're trying to reach out to a business audience, you might not get it there. But if you're a realtor, you're an insurance agent, you're an attorney, you have a chance on TikTok to do some creative things. And I've, I've definitely gotten quotes from people via the, my videos on TikTok, period. It's, it is happening. So cool. The other cool thing you can do with TikTok is your videos can be easily repurposed for other platforms. So if I do a 15 second TikTok, it automatically is going to save that onto my phone. Then I can post it to my Instagram stories or my LinkedIn stories or to a YouTube short. You could repurpose TikTok 15 second clips very quickly, very easily. What are we, what are your thoughts on LinkedIn stories? Have you seen, have you seen success there? I know it's kind of a newer, a newer thing that they launched. What do you think of that so far? So this is a, this is a great question and something I've been thinking about Eli, right? Yep. yep you got it. No, oh, got it. Got it. Kyle and Eli. Uh, yeah. So this is something I've been thinking about Eli. I think stories is definitely something you want to be using. I think it's historically people have always told themselves, people don't look at stories. I'm not going to do it there. It's not permanent. It's gone. People are definitely looking at stories. LinkedIn stories is still really fresh and I expect they're going to be releasing a lot more, um, ways to engage with people right now there's really only one way you can engage with people in the story itself and that's asking the daily question right so i would still be playing with it i'd be posting pictures maybe with a daily question um something something to be looking at and again like we're talking about with the tiktok videos take your 15 second tiktok video 
and throw it on your LinkedIn story. You never know what's going to happen. That thing can change. It can change very quickly. 100%. But one thing I'm very interested in as far as trends go is uh, 15 second video clips going into this year, short video clips or something. I think we all need to be all thinking about videos. Came. And we know that with our current, with our current business results imagery, we know that we know this came across the course, but even um, in what we're talking about now, it's huge. hundred percent. I mean, we've been doing what we, so we do photography and video production and we've been doing it for four years or now or so. And uh, the past year, man, video production is just shot yep. up the, the, um, so, you know, so when you're working with, when you're working with clients, are y'all mainly doing like remote work? Are you going on scene, on location, doing these kind of like vlog style videos with like clients? Um, so we, so we, and we do commercial work as well. So the way we work is people send us their product and then we do photo and video here. Um, cool. Sometimes though we do go on, you know, we have to travel to go to the headquarters yeah. or you know, whatever it may be. But uh, yeah, it's a little bit different, like the vlog style and the commercial based stuff. But that's how we. That's how. We... Yep. <laughs> um, so with time, with as time goes by, you're growing your podcast, and you begin to kind of become an authority in your space. What are some ways to kind of leverage that authority that you've seen in the past mm -hmm. um, that that people can kind of start to work towards and build to kind of grow that authority? Well, this is one of the reasons why hosting a show, a video podcast is such a powerful tool. It's, it's extremely powerful because you're able to build your network. And so when you're, when you're doing this, you're building authority because you're sitting next to someone that's an authority right. in your space. You're building your network because now you have their email, their phone number, they've talked to you face to face, you've developed a, a connection, a relationship. And uh, thirdly, you're creating attention because you're able to take that content and post it all over the web. You know, I've got some YouTube videos. I just hit 500,000 views on YouTube. 500,000 people have seen my face, which is crazy. And I mean, oh man, I could really go off on YouTube right now and why I'm so bullish there. Um, but it's just such a powerful way of building your, your network, your authority and your attention. Um, it's just infinite. It's, I don't want to say it's infinitely scalable, but when you have the right team there to repurpose the content, it can, you can just create so much content for 30 minutes of your time, getting to meet with someone one-on-one. -on -one. It's, it's, it's really powerful. It's also helpful because as you can kind of hear, there's all these different places you can be. And by doing a video podcast and repurposing the content, you're, able to outsource and automate getting all that out there for anyone that's not watching this um you'll see on my chart here more automation more automation that's something right. that i'm really focused on for q1 you know how can i get it out there and automation can either be the people that you've hired to help you or it can be the tools or the technology that you have in place yeah i I, the, the, we're exactly literally focusing we're... <laughs> on that right now. We had a day conversation yeah. about it yesterday about automating our, automating our yeah. stuff. It's funny <laughs> that you said that. And it's, and it's people and tools. <laughs> I think we're in the same, we're in the same headspace yeah. there. Um, you know, you had brought up. So what are y'all looking at? What's a tool? I've, I've been really focused on Zapier. What's something that y'all have been really trying to integrate? Yeah. We use Zapier on a daily basis for mm -hmm. all types of things. Um, we're kind of looking at more tools on how to automate the, uh, production of things. So like audiogram where it automatically can grab a piece, you know, a clip of your, uh, your podcast yep. and create a, are you familiar with audiogram? 
Sure, sure. Like a wave, like a waveform or audiogram. Oh, right? that's pretty cool. So it, it's a clean way to kind of post for your Instagram or, or LinkedIn. Um, we're looking at hiring a VA here pretty quickly to kind of start to automate the process of uh, finding and, and, and um, people on our podcast. Using it. Using Yep. Distributed podcast. I'm sure you've been using that for a while. Um, yeah. So hiring a virtual assistant, I'm way, way on board with that. I think it's such a powerful thing. I remember reading Tim Ferriss's The Four Hour Work Week several years ago, mm-hmm. and it was just, it opened up my eyes. And, and it took me a long time to hire a virtual assistant, but now I've got three that I'm working with, and I'm looking to hire a fourth and a fifth. And it's just, it li- it's so. It's- liberating. It's just unbelievably liberating to not have to do all these mundane editing type of tasks. tasks. Um, I actually posted a video about how to find and hire and train your virtual assistant, posted on YouTube. It's now got over 500,000 views on it. It's just completely exploded my channel. Um, And it's been just been really pretty, pretty crazy. That's insane. so just uh, before we kind of wrap up, uh, could you kind of mention you know, how you could talk about how bullish you are about YouTube? You know, why is that? Because you hear a lot of people saying it's saturated. There's all these people going on all the time trying to blow up their, blow up their channel. But why, why are you so bullish about it? What, what makes the platform that you're so excited? Well, you can still stand out on YouTube. It is still very, very possible it's the, the, the magic of YouTube is there's a few different things. The, the first of which is that you have searchability. Someone can go to YouTube and they type in a specific word, specific question. You're there to answer it, your face, right? So you've got searchability. It's the second largest search engine, searchability. Okay. The second is that when people are on YouTube, they're typically consuming content longer. If someone sees you on Facebook or on Instagram, they're, they're probably not going to pay attention to you for much longer than 15 seconds. YouTube, you can get people to watch for hours, right? People yeah. are consuming content Help there. <laughs> yeah. And then, and, then, and then lastly, you have this sense of evergreenness that you have on mm-hmm. YouTube. You don't have on other platforms. Like it, how many of, how, how often is this happening? You watch someone on YouTube, watch a video. And then the next day, YouTube starts showing you more of their content. Mm-hmm. So it might be from a month ago. Someone might be five years ago. Mm-hmm. So you have this sense of this kind of like accumulating mass of content that just grows and grows and grows over time. And it is obscenely powerful. Uh, the engagement is great, which is another thing that's really challenging when it comes to podcasting and social media engagement is really, um, it, it could really happen on YouTube too. So those are four or five of the reasons I'm really bullish on YouTube right YouTube. now. Wow. Yep. That's a great, it's a great platform. We've heard that over and over and over. So, so yeah, YouTube's huge. I mean, it, it's, it's something that's never slowed down. Slowed. Yeah. Also, the cool part about YouTube is the shareability of it. Yep. it it's yeah. so easy to share on different platforms and with them. Yeah. So uh, as we wrap up, Mark, uh, where are some places that people can find you if they want to learn more about, about growing their video podcasting or even getting started with video podcasting? Where can they find you and, and reach out? Sure. So you can certainly email me, mark at marksavantmedia.com. I'm happy to chat, mark at marksavantmedia.com. You can uh, find me at Mark Savant Media all over the web. I'm really, we didn't get a chance to talk about Clubhouse, but I'm really excited about Clubhouse. Check me out on Clubhouse, Mark Savant. Um, and yeah, I will. 
be happy to engage with you any way I can. That to me, that's one of the most exciting and difficult parts of this podcasting process is getting that engagement with fans, with listeners. I would love to communicate with you any way I can. Mark and Mark's yeah, me. We actually have a few. We have a few extra minutes. I read the time wrong. Did you want to kind of just touch us touch a bit on Clubhouse and, and yeah. kind of what you're seeing, the reaction, engagement you're getting, and why you're yeah, so excited about it? Awesome. Yeah, yeah, we can we can certainly chat about Clubhouse. I got a couple more minutes. Yeah, um, yeah Clubhouse, super exciting. We we touched on a little bit. Um, right now, it's January nineteenth, twenty twenty one. Pod. Uh, Clubhouse is still very young. It's very new. It's very invite new. only. It's only ava available on Apple products. So it's it's still got this kind of sense right. of there's nobody huge. Like on Instagram, The Rock has, I think, like 200 million followers. <laughs> the most followers you're going to see on Clubhouse right now is like 100,000, maybe. Most people are 10 to 20 to 30. Big names. So there's mass accessibility to build your network on the platform right now. Um, so one of the things that, so there's, there's two things I'm really excited about. Um, a, it's the ability to host and moderate your own room where you can answer questions in real time and provide people with like really eye-opening value right there, right then and there. Super, super powerful in developing an emotional, uh, no like, and trust, right? It's that just quick, huge win. So that's something that's great when you're moderating a room. The second thing that's great is when you're able to get called on stage as a guest speaker and you can provide some sort of useful question, right, some right. sort of useful insight, you have a chance of reaching, I mean, realistically uh, hundreds of people, maybe thousands, right? Yeah, thousands, right? yeah super thousands. powerful. Plus on, on top of that, because there's no texting on Clubhouse in particular, people are gonna say, DM me on Instagram, DM me on Twitter. So then all of a sudden, you're not only growing your network on Clubhouse, you're growing Instagram and Twitter at the same time. And so you're just getting a lot, there's a lot of real benefits to it right now. Oh, same, same. The early phases of TikTok where it was just kind of people didn't hear about it. Next thing uh, you know, it's exploding. Yep. Followers everywhere. Wow. Well, thanks, Mark. We appreciate your time, man. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you some amazing value uh, for everybody. Um, um, definitely, if you're looking to get into video podcasting or you need some help with some networking and attention of it, reach out to Mark at marksavantmedia.com. Beautiful. Appreciate it, Any gentlemen. last words, Mark? I'm just Absolutely honored man. to have a chance to be on the show to chat with you and your your listeners and fans, and yeah. I will see you on the World Wide Web. Well, Beautiful. <laughs> if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Biz Bros Podcast and check us on check us at biz.bros. Thank you so much, and we'll see you guys in the next podcast.